Hello, you are listening to the Nourish Gut Podcast. This space is for the woman who is suffering from digestive issues like IBS and SIBO. I am your host, Carly Raven. I am a naturopath, clinical nutritionist, gut health expert, and mother. My mission is to help educate you about IBS and SIBO and take you on a journey to resolving your digestive issues. I will have real conversations and give you solutions that I know actually work. So if you're ready to be bloat-free, poo better, have more energy and become free from the fear of food, then you are in the right place. Hello and welcome back to the Nourish Gut Podcast. Today we are joined by a very special guest. Her name is Rowena Jane and she is quite a lot of things. She is a naturopath, a neuroemotional technique practitioner, a psychosomatic body work practitioner, and she is also a yoga teacher. And Rowena believes that every woman has the potential to become bold, brave, and beautiful, and to create an inspiring and magical life that matches that. And in today's episode, we dive deep into emotions and stress and how stress is actually just emotions and what all of that means. We really start to unpack, you know, how our past experiences or traumas or stresses that we go through can actually get stored in our body. And then we start to discuss like what we can actually do about this, like the techniques and the body work and all of the wonderful things that we have on offer. But the conversation is just so beautiful. It's so refreshing. And I'm just so grateful that I had this opportunity to sit down and chat with Rowena. Um, You know, I got quite emotional in parts of it because we're chatting about such important stuff, you know, about our true why, why we're on this earth. And, you know, especially as women who carry multiple roles and we do so much, stress is an epidemic. um, And I think we all now need to tap into our emotions and do these little things so that we can nourish our guts. So I'm so grateful that I had this opportunity to bring her on because there is so much wisdom in this episode. And if you're a woman and you suffer from stress, anxiety, mental health issues, and you have gut issues, this episode is not to be missed. Thank you so much, Rowena, for coming on. And I cannot wait to jump in and for you to all hear what she has to share. Hello, Rowena. How are you? I'm good, Carly. Thank you. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on to the Nourish Gut podcast. I am so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm just as excited to be here. So thanks. You're welcome. Now, we've kind of actually wrapped up a really big project together. It's just been, I feel like I've been in your world for like the last couple of months um Rowena is uh has just completed an entire module on emotional well-being uh for the Nourish Gut program and it has just been an absolute delight to you know get to know you on that deeper level as well and to actually just see your magic like it is absolutely incredible what you do and I'm so grateful uh for having you in the Nourish Gut program (laughs) Um, so much so that I was like, right, I have to get you on the podcast. Like everyone needs to hear some of this wisdom. So today we're going to kind of touch on and go through, uh, and share with the wider audience some, you know, things about emotional wellbeing and yeah. Can you, um, maybe tell us a little bit more about emotional well-being kind of maybe what that word means um because it's really prevalent you know and maybe it's more uh poor emotional well-being that we're kind of seeing as practitioners and then kind of discuss how significant that is you know in relation to people with gut issues yeah okay so emotional well-being as soon as you say the word emotions people want to run the other way um I don't know why people are so afraid of emotions you know energy and motion emotion is we feel joy emotion is how we feel connected to people you know emotions are wonderful yes there's what we consider great emotions and I guess scarier emotions like anger fear these are primal emotions I mean this is part of our fight or flight response these emotions are actually what 
um, protect us, they keep us alive. You know, it's such a valuable thing to even be able to feel emotion. Um, and it's interesting, something just popped into my mind. Tony Robbins, I've just done his course recently, and he said the quality of your life is dependent upon the quality of your emotions. Mm. And so most of us, you know, are people that put the emotions aside and want to suppress what they're really feeling. So, you know, we're not being really authentic or true to ourselves. Um, if you look at even the brain and the connection of the brain and the gut, you know, you said you've got obviously you've got a lot of gut clients. There's, we know more and more research about the gut-brain connection and there's been a lot of incredible research coming out and information coming out about the gut and the brain and really with the focus being on the gut because we know there's more neurons in the gut than there are the brain. But there's still this cross-directional pathway that's going on between brain and gut. So if we don't address the brain and the well-being and stress, then, of course, the gut's going to be affected as well. And it goes both ways. Um, stress, as we know, stress is one of the biggest causes of any kind of disease. And stress is emotions. You know, we, we sort of throw the word stress around as though it's just, oh, yeah, I'm just stressed. But what exactly is that stress? Are you stressed because you're overwhelmed? Are you stressed because you're angry? Are you stressed because you've been hurt by someone you haven't dealt with it? You know, there's all these components of our lives and everything's about connection and communication and relationship. So, yes, we're developing a relationship with ourselves, but that relationship with ourselves really comes to play because of relationship with life, relationship with others, relationship even to nature, relationship to food. You know, there's, if you look at it like that, there's relationships happening everywhere. And so in relationship, what do we do? We feel and there's emotion. So, you know, you can see how it's really tying together. It's just such an integral part of us. And, um, and we're not two-dimensional beings, you know, we're three-dimensional, we feel, we experience, and that's how we grow is through experience as well. Um, I hope I'm not going off track. <laughs> no, this is absolutely <laughs> just go on and on. <laughs> You're really just bringing us back down to earth, like, and, and really kind of just simplifying this. You know, I feel a hundred percent, you know, as someone who has experienced stress, we do, we just kind of go, I'm stressed, but like, maybe it's about us actually digging deeper into that. And, you know, I work with a lot of patients with gut stuff and they always have some form of sympathetic nervous system dominance or anxiety, yes. but it's because yes. of like things that are going on in their life, right? Like there might be a relationship issue or maybe they hate their work and they're stuck yep. in like a nine to five, they feel stuck. And so I think some of these things people do feel like stuck and they don't know how to get out of it. And then that emotion is there and that's causing that stress. And then, you know, then we've got to kind of dig a little bit deeper and then kind of go, okay, well, do we need to make different choices? Do we need to make changes in our life? And even thinking about that, I think, can be huge for people. And I feel like yeah. that's what, you know, how you were just saying as well, like we kind of just go, oh, there's an emotion, let's run away. It's too hard yeah. because it yeah. is hard. But, you know, what's on the other side of hard, you know, if we can Yeah, actually that's right. Yeah. It's funny when you just said that, you know, my yoga teacher, you know, who I did my training with and I worked with for a long time on the trainings, you know, he, used to, he in, in one of the posters in the class, he says, um, he says, would you rather suffer 10 seconds or 10 years? Would you rather suffer 90 minutes? Because our class is 90 minutes. Would you rather suffer 90 minutes or 90 years? Because it's that same principle. Are you going to address it now? Because you think it's too hard now. But really, it's, you know, I guess human beings are always trying to seek pleasure over pain. Mm -hmm. So we see an emotion, we go, oh, my God, that's pain. I'm going to put that in a bucket or, you know, put it somewhere else, hide it, whatever, and not deal with it. But the truth is the real pain is not dealing with it because if we don't deal with it, it stays in the body. You know, mm -hmm. if we go for a massage, we understand people are very easy to grasp the concept that if I've got a sore muscle and I go for a massage, they're going to release it. But what's that sore muscle come from? Most of the time it's like, oh, I've been so stressed. We know that. We can sort of acknowledge that. But so I guess deeper emotions and deeper traumas, and we've all experienced trauma, you know, a baby that was in the cot where and the mother might have left, left it and not come to it when it was crying, that's trauma for someone, you know. Um, someone breaking up with a boyfriend is trauma. Someone, you know, might have had deeper, more challenging traumas, you know, growing up as a child, but it's all trauma and it's all relative. So really we all have these things that have to be looked at. So it's normal. Um, 
And so, yeah, too hard. Well, it's harder if, if we keep allowing, you know, that emotion and then another thing happens in life and then another thing's happening in life and then another thing and all of that's building up and all of a sudden we have a breakdown and mm. we can't cope or all of a sudden, you know. And, of course, too, what happens is emotions, are, I guess, in some ways can be heavy, some emotions, you know, anger, fear, um, sadness, you know, they're main emotions and they're, they're quite heavy. And so we're holding on to that stuff then we're going to be le less likely to be able to even chase our dreams and follow what we really want because these things are holding us back. They're holding us down. Imagine if we can just take those things off, flick them off our backs, deal with them at the time so it's a little thing as opposed to a big thing and then all of a sudden, you know, we just keep on moving forward in our lives and we feel um, more compelled to trust and, you know, over time if we don't deal with an emotion, what happens is it just keeps building and building in the body and then we create a conditioned response to that and then all of a sudden we've got similar patterns happening all the time so we've got a pattern rather than just an emotion mm. and then we've got we get stuck in our conditioning and this is why you were saying some of your, your some of your patients are stuck and that's part of that you know um, large intestine interestingly enough in the chinese medicine system large intestine comes under the metal element and that's all around you know, um, uh, dogmatic position, grief, sadness, crying, neatness, um, anguish, um, what other emotions, cloudy thinking. So all that is elements of being stuck and not being able to move. So we've got to kind of look, there is a body-mind connection. And when we work on the mind, we work on the body. When we work on the body, we're also working on the mind. So, and some people might come from an avenue of physically healing more, but the mind still has to be addressed just as much as you can't just only work on the mind. You still have to work on the physical issue at hand as well, you know. Um, and I guess in terms of your patients, in terms of their gut problems, you know, there's research showing that even, even E. coli was proliferated. And we know that proliferated just means more expansion, more reproduction of the organism. And that and was proliferated. Like, because, just for the listeners. Oh, yeah, sorry. Some people, <laughs> I, like I have like people Don't who... Forget. <laughs> What did she just say? These naturopaths start talking about these funny bacteria, and I'm and I'm like, what? <laughs> um, All right, coli, uh, like what we classify as, it's actually called a proteobacterium, and it's more pro-inflammatory to the gut. So just to break that down for the listeners, it is, you know, it's basically um, a bacteria that we don't want in our gut, and often it's actually uh, comes about because of uh, food poisoning or um, an infection. So we look at it as an invader. Sorry, I just wanted yeah, to. Yeah, no, no, it's good, it's good. So, yeah, so it's an invader. But that we've seen has actually been stimulated from norepinephrine. Now, norepinephrine, when you have any kind of stress response, we're going to get cortisol, norepinephrine, and, a, um, and a, oh, what did I miss? I missed one. Adrenaline. Cortisol. Adrenaline, yeah. <laughs> so you're going to get three, like, right? So you're going to get three, these three chem neurochemicals, I guess, uh, hormones, what do you want to call them? But we're going to get them activated whenever there's some kind of stress or any kind of stimulus that takes place. And so, yeah, so the norepinephrine, noradrenaline, basically it has been shown to proliferate the E. coli in the gut. And then we've seen other mm. research of stress affecting gut motility. Now, if you've got issues with gut motility and you've got IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, then there's issues there. So we can see, I mean, even if you look at the immunity and you just talked about inflammatory response, we've got cytokines. Cytokines, you know, <clears throat> work with the immune system um, and their mediated response in the immune system, but they're also neurochemicals that affect you know, our, our conditioning, they affect our social behaviour, they affect our stress levels, they're all interrelated and that's part of what's um, psychoneuroimmunology, which we do go through a little bit in the module in your course. Um, and so, yeah, you can see there is definitely a crossover. The immune system is known to be suppressed under stress, under emotional um, stress, discomfort, trauma. So we have to, we have to, we have to address mm. emotional well-being and it's not that scary. Oh, absolutely it's really not, not that scary. Yeah, I mean, we yeah, can talk a bit more oh, sorry, about yeah. and break that down in a moment too, aren't we? We're going to kind of talk about some approaches and some practical things yeah. to start doing um, as well. But I think you were just like speaking about the immune system and it's almost like this double I can I'm just starting to like see. I'm such a visual person. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you've got the bacteria in the gut affecting the immune system. Then we've got this stress response also affecting the immune system and the inflammatory cytokines and the bacteria. So it's like 
I think it's just, it's almost like a bit of a pep talk right now for everybody, <laughs> right? Listen, right. <laughs> this is where, like, the coach in me comes out and it's like, if you have gut issues and you truly want to fix them, we have to work on the mental, emotional, you know, stress and anxiety. So many people will come to me and and potentially you as well in your practice um, and, you know, they become so fixated on the diet therapy or the herbal medicine yeah. taking and they're really hoping that that will be the thing that will create the change or get them to get those long-term results that they're wanting. And then when we start talking about stress, it's almost like this uh, a bit of a stigma, there's a bit of denial yeah. there for some people. So I think we need to break that down, right? We need yeah, to break do. down all of the, like everyone has got stress going on and it can be and it is the root cause of gut issues. You know, when I'm yeah. working with all of my patients, there's about five different categories of underlying causes with gut issues. And I have done a podcast on this. So if you're listening and you haven't listened to that, maybe you need to go back and have a, you know, a good listen to that one as well. But one of those main pillars is stress. So if we can't address that, or we don't, at the same time as doing all of the diet and taking your supplements and all of those things, you may not see complete resolution. And we as individuals have to take um, accountability for that and be responsible for that, not just for three months of the program or six months of life, like ongoing. Do you have yeah. like, anything else <laughs> yeah. like to kind of, I know yeah. that, something that, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, something that just popped into my mind. I hope I don't forget it, but my brain's like, when you're talking. So I'm like, remember that, remember that, remember that. Um, uh, 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 what are we talking about? Uh, uh, shit, that's gone. Ah, responsibility. Uh, yeah. So basically, yeah. So if you're looking at even from a coaching aspect, looking at emotional well-being and you know the way coaches will look at things, is that if you, you know, you might you might be thinking, okay, I'm trying to heal from this condition, and I've done all the physical work, but underlyingly, when we're looking at emotional well-being, we're also looking at what are your underlying reasons? You know, what's the purpose of that? So what is the purpose of your condition? Why did we create it? Now, that might sound sometimes confronting that I created this condition. Oh, this just happened to me. But actually, we create everything in our lives. And so, you know, when you've got something to look at and you might not be getting better, for example, okay, so how does it serve you to be sick? How does it serve you to have this condition? And if we really go back and ask you enough questions, then it can come out that, well, if I'm this sick, I don't actually have to do anything. I'm allowed, I'm allowed to rest and be at home. And, you know, there might be a fear about, you know, following your heart and doing what you really want to do. There's so many underlying reasons why we hold ourselves back. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to the conditioning, you know, um, that there's three parts of our brain and, you know, the first part, of course, most of us know about the fight or flight response. That's the reptilian brain. That's the part of the brain that, you know, keeps us alive. It's our reproduction. It's the, it's the part of the brain that, um, as I said, the fight or flight response. So it's the oldest part of our brain. And then we've got the neocortex part of the brain, which is our logical solution. So that's the solution. You know what? I've got this gut problem. I'm going to start working with Carly. Great. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow these physical steps. Da, 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 da. And that's the decision-making, that's the part of the brain that, you know, we make that decision, we're going to heal, we're going to make all these decisions or whatever, and there's faith and all these other aspects of that part of the brain. But the other part of the brain is the limbic part of the brain, and that is our emotional storehouse. So even in your own brain, you've got three areas that you have to address. And if we don't address all those areas, well, the limbic part of the brain is actually what drives all of our emotions. And it's, it's the conditioning part of the brain. So if we don't access that, you can make all the choices in your life that you're going to fix your gut and you're going to do this, you're going to do that. But if you haven't addressed the underlying reasons, aspects of your emotional well-being, that part of the brain is still going to drive. So maybe you'll fix your gut, but then you'll end up with something else, mm. you know. And, and this is why you see people, oh, sorry, you go. That's all right. You're almost talking about when we talk about kind of like when we are talking about gut health, right. And I had the five under like categories of underlying cause. Now when we kind of start zoning in on mental, uh, you know, emotional well-being, there's going to be underlying root causes for why you're feeling 
that emotion or you're operating from that subconscious or that behavior. So now you're talking about uncovering those things and going on that journey as well and being open to healing those things and digging a little bit deeper. Is that right? Correct, correct. Mm -hmm. And it's looking at limiting beliefs and all of that because if you've got a limiting belief that you've been carrying that you're not good enough or whatever, then that gut problem could be what's holding you and proving that because because we're what happens is the unconscious mind you've got a belief system and the unconscious mind is going to search all the way and <laughs> find things to prove it you know that's the hippocampus of the brain it's the memory secrets looking for proof so it's going to find every bit of proof it's like when you don't like something um you'll find you know 10 other people that also don't like it well very, that's probably not a great example but you'll you'll find proof the body's going to always find proof to back up the belief system so if your belief system underlyingly is that i'm not good enough and you've got this gut problem which which holds you back from doing what you're really wanting to do in your life then even if you fi- somehow fix the physical part of that gut if you still got that belief system trust me something else is going to show up that still keeps you in that belief system so that you don't have to step forward in your life. So it's so important, so important. And the thing is, is that, you know, I, got, I get it. I get people are scared. Well, actually, I didn't really get it. I never really got it because I've always thrown myself into emotional healing. It's something that I've just felt really like I love it. Yes, <laughs> I love I'm very it. similar. Do- <laughs> Give me all the readings or Get that balance and, yeah, I very much embrace what people call the woo-woo and I think it's so important though. So I I understand what you're saying. But I do, I do understand, you know, in my last Kahuna training, um, my, my, my um, uh, teacher said to me, because I said to him, I'm having trouble understanding why some people just don't go there. Like some of my clients just don't go there. And I'm like, I don't, when we say go there, it's in a pro. They, in Kahuna, you can go into a bit of a process where you fully in like a trance and you start getting insights and you start seeing. It's almost like you connect into that higher part of yourself and you'll get insights about your life or you'll go through events in your life and you'll see it because you're in this, you're in the massage just taking you into this kind of little zone. And then I said, I don't understand why some people aren't going there. He goes, that's because you've never hit an edge. And he goes, you don't understand what edge is. He goes, some people's edge is just going to any kind of emotion. So he took me in my last healing to the edge I'd never been before because I'd never been there. He goes, you just say yes and yes and yes. And he took me to a place where it was really scary for me. And I was like, oh, now I understand. I mean, that was full on. Like, I was And there's a spectrum, right? Yeah. And you were right. at one end of the right. spectrum of that's that right. discomfort, whereas right. so many other people, people are there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, and so some people get scared. So basically what I'm trying to say with that story is that, well, yeah, I got scared at that point, but that's like so far deep for me. But for someone else, it's mm. just actually even looking at one emotion of one as- aspect of their lives. And so now I've got a bit of an un- better an understanding of, oh, okay, so people are scared to sometimes look at emotion. But I'm going to challenge you on that because it, would you rather be scared of looking at one emotion or a few emotions to deal with them and get them out of the way where you feel free and alive because that's what happens when you clear something. Mm. You feel empowered. You feel elated. You feel confident. You feel like, oh, my God, there is just so much potential in front of me as opposed to having everything bog you down and hold you back. Wait and, on the you know, and then you start looking at comparison, all that stuff that happens when you're not in a good emotional state. You start looking at everyone else's lives and look at that and you start comparing and, you know, you know, so I guess I'm saying that because looking at the emotions is actually one of the most beautiful things you can ever do for yourself. And, yes, in that moment, that tiny little moment of the thousands and thousands and thousands of days that you're going to be on this planet for, a tiny speck of a little emotion that you have to look at in that whole big picture it's really not a lot when it's going to give you expansion and growth and happiness and join all the things that, you know, human beings really want. Most people just want to be happy. Yeah. And most people want to know that they're enough, you know. (laughs) That was (laughs) so so awesome. Thank you. Honestly, I really think that that just kind of brings us back down to reality, right, and grounds us. I feel a bit emotional. Like. Um, because it is, we do, we get so caught up in the day-to-day when we think about, like, why are we actually here? What is the purpose yeah. of life? Yeah, yeah, We're getting so deep here, but this is what happens when we start talking about emotions. It's not yeah. just stress. Yeah. 
we're here talking about all of the deeper stuff. Um, and and maybe this podcast episode is normalizing a little bit of this and that it's okay to have these conversations and to feel emotional when you say something so beautiful like that. And I don't know, it just, I felt really emotional when you said that. So thank you for sharing because I'm sure there were other people that may have felt that as well. Um, I do have a question. When you say that your body can store uh, an emotion or maybe it was more about the trauma or an experience, can you give like maybe just a little bit more insight into yeah. what that actually means because some people might not understand, you know. Yeah, yeah, understandably. Mm. Okay, so, um, gosh, where do I say? Okay, so actually a good thing for you to do if you want to learn more about this is actually read the book Molecules of Emotion by Candace Pert. So Candace Pert was a researcher. She's not alive anymore. I think she won a big award. I can't remember. It was a was it the Nobel uh, not not Nobel Peace Prize, but she won a big award for her research. Basically, it was her research showed that um, first of all, there's a lot of there's bits and pieces to her research. But one of the aspects was that we're ninety nine percent energy and only one percent physical matter, and so what we understand of emotion, everything's energy. Emotion's just energy. The chair, the table, everything is just energy, right? Mm-hmm. And so what she showed was that, you know, there's we're, we're basically focusing on this 1% physical matter, but we've got all this energy as well. So energy's moving. And so, you know, this is the Chinese system, the Ayurvedic system, the yogic system, the, you know, the Tai Chi, even the, the Hawaiian mana system, all of this is understanding that everything is just energy moving and if energy gets stagnant, which is what's happening if there's an emotion, right? So there's an emotion that hasn't been dealt with. If you look at the yogic system or all these um, Eastern philosophies, they look at not getting stuck. We t- we've all heard about non-attachment. We've all heard about living in the present. And this is what this is all about because if we're living in the present, then we take a breath and we have thoughts come in and then we just those thoughts go and then new thoughts come and, you know, that's the mind is constant, constantly meandering and it's using the five senses to kind of take in the environment and, you know, and then the homeostasis process that keeps us in balance in our bodies is, is sort of all part of this. So when we're not in the present moment, we're stuck in emotion. We're stuck in a thought, you know, and so that's when pain and suffering happens in our lives because we hold on to an emotion. So from a physical place... Or an, of the energetics is that the, that energy then gets stagnant. And so if you go to the acupuncturist, they're just releasing the energy. They're putting the needle in because it's helping to move the chi. It's helping to move the energy again because it's been trapped. And that's why it's emotion, energy in motion, mm-hmm. right? And then Candace Perth also talked a lot about the neuropeptides and, 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 you know, that's, I mean, there's a little bit more to that. I'm not going to go into it because it's a bit much, you know, probably for the podcast, but, um, you know, so there's all these ways that we've seen that energy gets trapped and stuck and emotions get trapped and stuck in the body on that level. And um, there was one other thing I was going to say. Uh, was it, uh, oh, and we know now there's more coming out around this, and this is just something I've just learned in the course that I just did, actually. Um, neurotransmitters, we always think of neurotransmitters being produced in the brain. You know, neurotransmitters are our good chemicals, neurochemicals that make us feel good. So, you know, dopamine, uh, which is more of a a motivational, more of a reward type feeling. Um, You know, serotonin, we've obviously probably learned a lot about that with Carly because as we know, serotonin is produced in the gut when we have a bowel motion, Um, but it's also produced in in the brain. But what we understand is neurotransmitters are actually, it's in every cell of our body. Right, so that again, that's this is emotion because the neurotransmitters are making us feel good, and that's feeling. Feeling leads to emotion. Emotion leads to belief systems and all that. So, are you trying? Are you sort of getting? There's a big of a picture here. Yeah. So everything is energy. Everything is moving, and then when it doesn't, because it gets stuck, then this is what causes the issue. And this is why the gut thing. It could be that there's energy trapped in here that you haven't dealt with. As I said, some of those emotions around the large intestine or even around the small intestine. Small intestine. Um, is in the fire element in Chinese medicine, which, you know, the emotions of, you know, um, insecurity, lost, vulnerable, fright, fever, joy, muddled instability, non-thinking, non-emotion, all of those, there's so many. They're all um, emotions that relate to the small intestine. So you can sort of see how things can get trapped even in different organs in the body. And that's, you know, the Chinese system is very much around different emotions in different organs and how they just get trapped energetically. 
Mm. And so we do all these interventions, if you just call it an intervention, and it might not be as scary as emotional work, it's just an intervention that's going to help to move the energy. Yeah, it's Mm. just a healing, a therapy, whatever you want to look at. Mm. I guess it's how you can reframe anything. And so if you're having trouble looking at it as, I don't want to do emotional healing, okay, so reframe that. You know, dropping the past or, you know, creating movement in my energy. Yep. You know, because if yep. we're not moving, if we're not moving, then we are stuck in our lives. Yeah, I was just thinking then it's kind of like I feel like sometimes we can all get really stuck in our mind, you know, and get mm-hmm. stuck here, um, talking from personal experience here. And I think like sometimes, you know, you just get that urge where you just need to move, like you just need to get up and like literally move yeah. your body. Yeah. I think that's actually like, you know, that's a really great example of like energy in process maybe yeah yeah kind of okay maybe you're stuck up here thinking about something a thought a feeling um an issue in your life a practical thing maybe just process that through movement can you tell us a little bit more about kind of you know how do we what do we do right so like we've got emotions we've got hardships going on maybe there's trauma where do people start like how do you work with people in your clinical practice? Like give us, obviously, there's so much people can do and I know what you yeah. do. Like there's lots of different elements, you know, even just working with yeah. in the course yeah. um, and getting yeah. developed that module. There's so much and we can only yeah. really cover a little, of it, little bit of it. But I think, yeah, yeah. can you share a little bit more about yeah. like, what people yeah. can start doing? Yeah. Yeah, so look, obviously if people come to see me in the clinic, I'm going to be doing a lot of the deeper work with them. However, in saying that, it's also about setting people up for success. It's about setting people up for to create new routines. And just what Carly would have done with you with the diet and things like that. So, you know, I'm going to be doing inner-emotional technique. Now I've studied NLP and I'm timelining. I'm going to be start inter- integrating all that now as well. But but, you know, just even basic things like, you know, we're talking about movement, we're talking about dance, like, or not movement, but I was just thinking dance. Like, you know, how is it when you feel sad or you feel an emotion of sad and if you put a sad song on, of course, that's going to help you cry or that's going to make you feel it even more. But if you go and put some music on that makes you feel so alive and so happy and you just start dancing, even for five minutes, it can completely change your state. It can completely change how you're feeling in that moment. Okay, and that's not taking you back and clearing the actual issue, no, but it's putting you into a state change. So this is how we start to create from this moment forward new ways of dealing with things. And, yes, you still can come back and do emotional healing and release some of the other stuff. But if you get up and you do some breath work, for example, well, that's going to put you in the moment. Now, you think about breath work is so powerful. Breathing is what interrupts anything. So if you're feeling um angry and someone just tells you to breathe all of a sudden it's like oh oh okay or if you're crying and someone says darling just take a breath Mm. and then when you take a breath it disrupts the emotion from being stuck yeah we've even just breathing and it sounds so simple it sounds like too simple we as human beings love to complicate everything but nature is our biggest teacher we are the microcosm of the microcosm of the macrocosm so Nature is our teacher and nature is simple, yeah? So going out and standing on the grass and grounding your feet (laughs) is going to calm you. There's so much research about anxiety and getting them to do gardening and putting their hands in the dirt and and their anxiety starts to reduce, you know? Um, Even putting your hands, we've got neurovascular holding points. Now, in the module, we do um, a technique, which I'm going to teach you more about this, but even just putting your hand there and taking some breaths, that is going to, again, disrupt sometimes if you're feeling a moment of stress. Mm. Um, tapping, I mean, tapping is amazing. You don't even have to have a script with tapping. Sometimes I'll just be supposed to be on the bus and I'd feel so, and I'm just like, oh, I don't really care what people think of me on the bus. I don't care. So not that I catch the bus now really, but I used to just be on the bus and if maybe I wouldn't do that in front of everyone, but I'd just be like tapping or tapping, you know, who cares? But yeah, maybe because the toilet too, under the table, like <laughs> where I was like went through a period of time where I was feeling really anxious in, in my life and I just had a lot going on and I tapped into doing some tapping and I found it so helpful. Like I'd just be even like in a social sitting like setting sometimes and no one knew that I was doing it. I was just literally had my hands in yeah. my lap and I was just tapping away on my arm and it is incredible. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Well, even just for 
even, I mean, because we know tapping works because it's working on the meridian system. So again, there's that energy that you're moving. Mm -hmm. So you are moving energy. But again, it's focus as well. You know, where we, where we put our focus is where our energy goes. So if you're all of a sudden focusing on the tapping and you're just focusing on the actual movement and the tapping, you start forgetting about what's going on in your brain because you're diverting the brain to something else. And so that's what I was talking about with my clients. It's creating daily routines, like even just a 10-minute priming routine. And it's, it doesn't have to be you've got to get up every day now and exercise and do yoga and do yep. meditation yep. for two hours. I mean, look, I hope that you lead to that. But in the beginning, it's 10 minutes. You get up 10 minutes earlier and you can do a bit of breath work. Like Osho does, you know, Tony Robbins does this. But there's all different ways you can do it. Some people just like to take deep breaths in and deep breaths out. There's so many different ways. But you do that for a few minutes and then even just put your hand on your heart. And I gave you this meditation actually as a bonus. I don't know whether Kylie's going to use heart it. But <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but you just put your hands on the heart and you just focus on the things that you're grateful for. Because the things a lot of the times when we're not in a good emotional state, we're worrying and focusing on the things we don't have. There's always a lack part of it. Whereas if you start focusing on what you do have, and I know gratitude, everyone talks about gratitude, gratitude, but it is actually so powerful. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I find that that... horrible happiness. You know, if we can just simply be yeah. grateful, we can feel happier. Like That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And then, of course, if you're wanting to do, you know, more deeper work, then this, I mean, there's just so many things out there. And that's what I do with my clients. Like I'll start setting up routines for them. And obviously I'm a naturopath as well. So I'll start, you know, just do some dietary things and, you know, a whole sort of process of things I want them to do. Sometimes I put them on herbs, flower essences. I use a lot. Flower essences are a great tool to work on your emotions. And it's, you know, you just take some drops in the morning, drops at night, and it processes in your subconscious often during the sleep um, state. Um, yeah, so I'll start integrating these things. And then obviously I'm working on the deeper emotions with neuroemotional technique as well. Um, and then I'll often do, because I've studied shamanic healing, then often depending on what's going on, sometimes I feel like I need to do a ritual. Like there's a mother ritual we have. There's a ritual on grief and forgiveness. You know, there's all these rituals that we have that are so powerful. Mm. And so we'll just go out into nature and we'll do the medicine wheel and we'll do it and people just are blown away by it and then other times I'll tell them that you know it's, it, let's do a kuna massage because that again takes them into this state and they can see a different perspective on of their life when they're in that space you know so I tend to do a bit of a program for each person and that's evolving and shifting as I do more and more trainings and I'm like okay I can see I can do this and this and I'm going to get back to running workshops as well which is um, another way where I do group work where we do limiting beliefs or, you know, on a theme. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's lots of different ways you could work. But simple, like I said, just this, tapping, um, breath work, putting your feet on the ground, meditating. You can get guided meditations everywhere nowadays, YouTube. And we're so lucky we've got access to the internet. We can, we can just download a five or ten minute, you know, uh, morning meditation that guides you through or and it's starting um, small you know yeah that's it just making it really achievable like I really love the book called Atomic Habits because it's Uh, about you know really break like don't like forget the big goal right like just minor little goals uh, every single day will make a huge impact compared to trying to set this one goal that feels really good and mighty but maybe you don't ever get to that one big goal and then you may feel like you're failing. So if you can yeah. set it up and make it super achievable um, and don't underestimate the effects of doing simple no, that's right. you know, yeah. Um, yeah. as well. So what about like I was just thinking as you were talking and taking all in the beautifulness <laughs> of what you, you do and you're just so <laughs> passionate. I love it. Um, what about like how do people know if they need that kind of more deeper healing where they actually need to kind of seek out a practitioner like yourself? Like, you know, because we all kind of need to do the meditating and the five minutes. Yeah, every- true, like, I just think that's true, true, right? Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Like, well, do you think everyone needs to seek out, you know, that deeper work? Like, yes, I can see you're just nodding your head. Everyone. <laughs> and your biggest sign your biggest sign is you know there's a saying that your outer world is a reflection of your inner world so what do you mean so so whatever you're experiencing on your inner world is going to show up in your outer world so you know if you've got 
poor financial situation, if you've got, uh, you know, if you're having poor relationships with people, if your career, you're unhappy in a job, all of these things are signs. <laughs> like if anywhere where your life is not working. So a great thing is to do that circle of life. And okay, what's my career? What's my, you know, we, you do the circle and then you have career, finances, money, um, relationships, whatever. You can have a whole bunch of different aspects of your life, spiritual. You can look at the spiritual component of your life, you know, and what areas and you draw. And what is your rating? You're giving yeah, them so a you're rating? rating them. Yeah. Mm. So you can rate it through color or whatever. Um, some people just, you know, so out of, you know, what, what percentage out of 10 or out of 100, whatever is you know are you limited or lacking or say okay so zero to ten here's a word zero to ten if zero is the lowest and uh ten is the highest okay in your category of love okay what is it rate is it a two is it a three is it a ten in your category of relationship is it this your category of career and passion is it this you're so basically you can see which areas of your life are out of balance right which areas are lacking and they're the areas i mean when you work on one area, you're going to work on another. Mm. But when you, um, so it's looking at where is it, where is the, the, the issue, where is the weakness showing up in your actual quality of your whole entire life? And that's then showing you that there's going to be emotional stuff to work on. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. And everyone's going to have something in <laughs> that. We're all going to have different ones. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Some people are amazing, you know, like <clears throat> I'm amazing at the health side of it, but then I've had other things that I've had to work on, you know, whereas before it was my health side that was, down the dumps you know it was like so it's just looking at your life looking at where is it that I'm limited where have I sort of let it fall down where is it not working and where it's not working there's then there's limiting beliefs that are holding you back mm, so it's time time to address time mm. to address them yeah mm. I love this that's such a practical thing people can do <laughs> yeah is resource is that called something that people can go and look up yeah it's called the wheel of life okay Beautiful. It's called the Wheel of Life. So you should be able to try and find it and put it in the show. Yeah, I'm actually about to create my own because this is all stuff that I've been learning as well to start integrating. I mean, I did this stuff years ago. I never thought to integrate it. So it's all stuff I'm now integrating with my clients. But so, yeah, I'll be be creating a PDF. But there'd be plenty of them online, you know, but that's a great way. There was an amazing book that I read when I first started healing my life. It was called The The Artist's Way. The Artist's Way. I can't think of the name of the author now. Um, it's a lady, but she has a lot of these practical exercises in her book. And she, she really made journaling quite famous, I think. She talked about getting up every day and she called it morning pages and you just literally get three pages of paper and you have to just write and you just have to write and just get it out, whatever's on the page, get it out. And then she had all these other techniques as well, like the, the wheel of life. And, you know, so that's another great little book if you can find that to help yeah, you as well. I mean, there's so many different... Yeah, I've done one in the past with patients where I get them to draw them and then I put like a a bubble around them and then in in the bubble surrounding them, I get them to kind of do what are the things that they love to do. So like what makes them feel really fulfilled and happy and healthy and vibrant. And then I get them to put the things on the outer of the circle that kind of make them feel really like that's hard to do, that they're always putting off, that maybe makes yeah. them angry or sad. And then I actually get them to start looking at those things that are in the inner and the outer bubble. And are they spending majority of their time on the inner bubble or is most of their energy and time being spent on the outer, you know, oh, because I love it. if we're in the outer, then that's not fulfilling us. That's not making us happy. That's not making us move forward in, in, in the best possible way for our health and our well-being. But if we can start to really focus on the things that, you know, and they can be really simple things like spending time with my mom, you know, or with my, you know, there's so many things. But, you know, if we sometimes when we're going through hardships or we're under so much pressure and stress, we're just in that outer and we we don't even realise it until we actually dump it onto that and get that visual and then you go, shit, like... I am not doing the simple things that make me feel really happy. That's it. That's it. And, and you said focus in that as well when you were talking. And um, it just reminded me, you know, the most successful people, and I'm not even talking about success, you know, as in if be big and famous or whatever. I'm, not, I'm just talking about success in your own life. Yes, the most successful people <laughs> in life are the people that focus on the feeling 
of what they're wanting. So, for example, you know, everyone that's in your program, they're wanting to heal and see their bodies heal because obviously that's the main thing that's driving them. But focusing on the feeling of what you're feeling of, of, of how you feel when you've achieved the goal, mm. right? And that, and that feeling, Simon Sinek says, when you know your why, you'll always find the how. Right, so even this is all part of your journey of your emotions, and where where do I go? Which healing do I do? What do I do? It will come to you if you're focusing on what you actually what your desired state is, you know. And that's why these yoga and breath work and all these things that we're doing and taking care of yourself and working on the physical part of feeling the gut, all of that is bringing your body into the desired state, so that you can then be such a vessel of energy. Which we're going back to what we talked about the emotions getting stuck, but when we're a vessel of energy where those emotions are no longer trapped and we're in a much better physical vital state, then of course we can then keep on attracting exactly what we're wanting in our lives. And when we focus on that feeling of us having that, that focus of, oh my gosh, wow, my colon is all healed and I am now feeling so, I love looking at my new dress that I just bought for myself, like whatever works for you. And then if you've got that feeling and you do that every single day, even for one minute and focus on that visualization for one minute, then that's going to get through all the steps that you're having to take to get to that. It's all just going to unfold for you as opposed to, I mean, you're still going to take action. I mean, not saying that you don't just sit there and go, ah, now life's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not to take action. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? As opposed to sometimes totally. we get bogged down like, oh, my God, I've got to go deal with my emotions and then I've got to deal with this and I've got to deal with that. It's like, well, yeah, but what's your focus? What are you wanting from it? Let's focus on that. Bring that it beautiful in image. Now. That's it. Because yeah. it is. It's already happening. I yeah. just got goosebumps. It's already happening. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So mm. I feel like that's the issue sometimes with goals is it's like this tangible thing that feels like it's miles away. Like we've got this goal <laughs> and we're not there. But, like, what if you do exactly what Rowena is saying and you have that visualisation and every single day you close your eyes and you visualise that that person that you want to be, that feeling that you want to feel is you right now. You're already there. <laughs> and then you start telling yourself that every single day. Yes, that's it. That's it. And, and it, you know, they used to say it takes 21 days to create a habit. It's actually six. Now yeah, they say it's 66 days. The wow. first 22 days is actually take, getting rid of the old habits mm -hmm. and then the next 22 days is kind of um, re-establishing new ones and then the last 22 days is fully embedding it. So if you do this or you do, you know, take some of these steps and start doing them every day, guarantee there is no way, money back guarantee, there's no way that your <laughs> life cannot move forward. Like it just can't. Yep. Like it just can't. So really it comes to commitment. And so if there's a commitment issue, then that's where you need to focus your healing on, right? You have to start on working on your commitment. Why, what are you scared? What are you, well, what are you scared of committing to? There could be. I mean, there could be someone got. I don't know. Um, someone did really well at school or something, or they did well at sports, or they did well at something, and people picked on them and thought they were so stuck up. So they've sabotaged themselves from ever actually getting where they want. You know, there's so many, mm, so many different easy. scenarios. Everyone's got their own story scenarios so but yeah commitment could be a number of things fear of okay if I actually do this and step up then oh my gosh I have to be responsible for my life or fear that if I'm if I step up and then I become successful oh but isn't it lonely at the top I've heard it's lonely at the top I don't want to be lonely you know there's so many different reasons why we'll sabotage ourselves yeah but we're not going to go anywhere if we don't work on our commitment you know yeah, yeah. come into <laughs> our bodies yeah. yeah thank you so much oh, well, I think pleasure. we just like finished off on a bang like I, I, honestly <laughs> I just think that yeah hopefully everyone listening is just kind of feeling like you know less scared about stress and emotions like let's just embrace it like, let's just all walk around and you know dance and you know feel our emotions and um allow that to kind of run through us I think you know um so that we can move forward and not feel stuck. Yeah. Do yeah. you have anything else that you would like to share? I mean, I always kind of feel sad at this point when I have you beautiful <laughs> guests here and I have to wrap it up <laughs> and I could always, I feel like maybe this could be my full-time job, just like spending time with you awesome people. <laughs> um, anything else that you'd like to? Um, well, you know what just popped into my mind? 
I'm just going to read something, actually. <laughs> Is that okay? Yeah. yeah, it just popped into my mind. Um, I'm just going to grab it. It's right here. It's actually in my book. It's actually in my book. <laughs> um, and it's something that I wrote in the afterword of my book. And it's not mine. It's, it's a beautiful lady. So let me just find it. Portia. I can't remember the name right now. That's the final name. But... Um, her name is Portia Nelson, and I was given this, or I found this, um, just you know, when things come in at the right time. And I guess this relates to emotional healing, but it relates to the conditioning that we talked about, and it relates to you know the change of your life. So it's called Five Chapters. Chapter One: I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes me forever to find a way out. Chapter two, I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place, but it isn't my fault. It takes a long time to get out. Chapter three, I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in. It's a habit, but my eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter four, I walk down the same street. There is a hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter four, I walk down another street. So good. That pretty much just summarizes <laughs> so much about what we've been talking about. Yeah. <laughs> mm, going from one place. And I think it is, um, it's just that awareness, you know, self-awareness. And sometimes yeah. uh, we can be aware. I think that was chapter three. We can know yeah. what's going on but still have those str struggles um, and you've just got to keep going. Keep yeah, going that's right. You get to that place. Thank you. Until you hit that new street. Mm, how exciting <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Uh, for coming on and sharing all of your amazing wisdom. I'm so grateful. I'm just as grateful. So thank you. And good luck. Thank you. <laughs> I'll speak to you soon. Okay. Bye. Did you like what you heard? Leave us a review. If you'd like to learn more about my Nourish Gut program or the Nourish Gut Kids membership, head over to my website. Would you like to be a part of a community that gets it? Join our Facebook group, Nourish Gut Community, or come and follow me over on Instagram. All of these links can be found in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time on the Nourish Gut Podcast.